Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon. We hope you had a, a having a good weekend so far. Thank you for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning. Appreciate everybody. What did I say? Appreciate? You know, uh, you're just forgetting English in the middle of this quarantine. I, I, I'm, I'm turning into a savage. <laughs> Coming to my house next week, I'm just be cooking meat over a fire like an actual fire. Not this a, thunder not, lightning. This thunder lightning. <laughs> I, I pull like the Kevin from the office, you know, with me president. They see. They see. Yeah. So appreciate is the word I was trying to use before I, my, my ability to speak got away from me there. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners, especially our servicemen and women and our medical personnel out there taking care of us right now. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House, who have turned into a full provision store at this point. If there's something you can't find at the grocery store that you need, toilet paper, bread, milk, yeast. I saw they're now offering a quarantine pack that what is I this? think you can order online. It has a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. A pound of your favorite coffee mm-hmm. and a roll of toilet paper for I think twenty bucks. That's a good deal. Maybe the coffee's 20, worth twenty bucks. Yeah, it was twenty so, or twenty. And it's homemade bucks. bread, right? I think so. So that's yeah. not they're not just you know pulling Wonder Bread off the uh, mm-hmm. off the, the yeah, rack. Yeah, it, it, it was not Wonder Bread. I showed a picture of it. Yeah, it was the homemade bread. Yeah, they're not pulling it off the rack and you know jacking up the price or something like that. So yeah, check them out. And of course, you, if you need your caffeine fix, you can go by the Highway Twelve location and hit the drive-through or the walk-up window. Over on University Drive and socially distance yourself into some delicious coffee or any kind of uh, of drink that they have to offer. I want to remind you to shop online at collegecornerstore.com and keep yourself in maroon and white or black. You know, it is Sunday. Might, they might need a black shirt, black hat, something like that. I understand that. You know, as long as it's not, what do we say? You know, I had like three or four people reach out to me, by the way, about that. They were like, you're so right. <laughs> like, why, why do these shirts still exist? How have they not been relegated to the scrap heap of humanity? <laughs> you know? Jeez Louise. But that said, if you want a new shirt, new polo, new hat, something new, some new stuff around the house, collegecornerstore.com. What is makes the place you cringe to... more? Mm-hmm. An Ole Miss shirt or Maroon is all Oh, it's Maroon is all that matters by far. <laughs> by far. Because at least you know an Ole Miss shirt. Okay, he's an Ole Miss fan. He's got an Ole Miss shirt on. No problem. But if I see an MSU fan in that shirt, I'm like, holy cow. I mean, it's been 16 years. We aren't even in with Will Russell anymore. Like, what are we doing here? Just just buy a new shirt and throw that one away. You know, I, can, every can you imagine seeing an Ole Miss fan in like uh, Oh the Coach shirt? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, this is not to poke fun at anyone that has on I'll poke fun at you. or anything. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about Maroon is all that okay. matters. But you mentioned we're not even with Russell anymore. Right. But Russell, of course, still makes some MSU gear. Yeah, like so does Nike. MSU though, gear. Yeah. Uh, anytime I see anybody wearing, uh, and I actually think I own a shirt that has Russell that's relatively yeah. new. But anyway, anytime I see that R, that Russell, I, I immediately go back to crew era. Like yeah. It just, 
Those crimson jerseys they were wearing. I associate Russell with the Crew Mare. Exactly. No matter when I see the logo, no matter what it's on, I associate Russell with Crew Mare. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. So, get something new and get it at collegecornerstore.com. Was everybody else, I'm trying to remember, was everybody else in the SEC back in that time, did they have Nike or something in state was just sitting there with Russell? I have to go back. I'd have to go back. and look. I mean, I don't think Adidas was as big a player in college football at that time. Because pretty much everybody now, right, has Adidas, Under Armour, or Nike. Or Nike, yeah. Well, Under Armour, the only under, there's two Under Armour schools, right? Auburn and... In South Carolina. Yeah. I think that's correct. And then Adidas is A&M. State, A&M. Tennessee. No, no Tennessee's Tennessee Nike, Nike now. That's everybody. Everybody else is Nike. No, wait. Yeah, Arkansas is, is Arkansas just looked bad, but they are Nike. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Back then, that's a good, that's a good question. Be a good like you know how did Adidas get into college football? They just they weren't that big back then. They had Tennessee right back in '04. I doubt it. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I, I don't think they. I, did. I feel like Tennessee and Adidas had a long-standing relationship. Well, going on. But, but maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So, well, one last sponsor to talk about our good friends over at Vantage Business Systems. Now more than ever with this statewide shutdown, you need to have your system set up. You need to have your employees set up for remote working, virtual offices. The guys at Advantage Business Systems can take care of that for you. They'll set everything up. They'll set everything up that you need. They'll get your employees the devices that they need. They are a locally owned company. 45 years in the business in this state. Long-standing relationship here with Mississippi State. Long, a long-standing relationship with OCH, which, you know, first uh, patient was admitted there with the uh, with the virus. So these are good people, good Bulldogs. Take care of them. Visit them online at absms.com or call them toll-free at 1-844-833-6245 and get them set up. Help, they'll help your business do business. Normally we would just jump right into the bracket on this, but we got we got to talk about this, and I know it's people are going to be like, "Oh God, no!" We got to talk about this tweet a little bit here. Uh, by now, you all know what what happened. I'm not, you know, there's no point in rehashing that, you know. Um, and I'm going to tell you my, my opinion of it. When I first saw the tweet, I thought that was funny. It's, it's like it's, it wasn't funny enough to get a retweet from me. Thank God. But you know, I was like, ah, oh, I, I get I get the joke. Within about an hour of that, some you and I are in a group text with some other media members, and the, and the younger ones who I guess you know wisdom came from the mouth of well, babes. I, I told you immediately. Did you say something? Yes, I was the first one well, you that brought it, it, brought it into that. Was that this is going to cause problems? Yeah, and I didn't believe. I told you, you immediately. I didn't it's believe going you cause problems, and that's why nobody should listen to me because it, it it has in fact caused a lot of problems. Um, now that said, it seems like just looking at some of the MSU players on Twitter. After Fabian Lovett has decided to to transfer out, it seems like, for the most part, those guys are, are getting past that, which I would I would imagine would be the case. I was told by uh, by some sources at MSU that that Leach has addressed the team. Uh, he's had some one on one meetings. You saw CJ Morgan uh, tweet about that uh, yesterday. Uh, I think that you know, I honestly think that if this was all normal times and we have this would have blown over really quickly. That he would have, you know, met with the team and gotten everything out there, and then, you know, by then we would have had a practice recap, and we everybody would have moved on to football. But because there's not anything going on, this has lingered, you know. So here's here's how I'm taking this: is that, and I, I'm going to agree with what uh, what's with what Aaron Brule said that I don't think that this was a, a, a act of racism by Mike Leach, Mm-mm. but I understand the racist connotations of it. Yes, I get that. 
I myself don't find it racist because I, I'm not an African-American. Yep. You know, there are things that I find offensive that you might not find offensive because I have uh, I am an Arab. Yeah. And you, you, you know, I would say that and be like, that's awful. And you would be like, I don't get it. I'm white as the driven snow over here. Whiter. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I think that that's where some of this, uh, I don't know if outrage is the right word or just some of the the talk about this tweet comes from is a lot of the people that are like, it's just humor mm-hmm. are like me. White as the driven snow. Right. And... And I'm with you. When I originally see the tweet, I see the humor in it. Yeah. I see, oh, there's a, you know. First thing I thought of was yeah. my wife. Yeah, there, there's a white woman that's tired of her husband. Yeah, you I, know, get, I get the joke. There, there's no race racism at all in, in right. the. But, it's the symbol. But I am not a black guy that yeah. not too long ago, you don't have to go back in my family history to find where nooses were used. Yeah. I can see why yeah. someone else might see that. And cringe right. and be. I, I get it. Right, I get it. And, and and that was why I told you immediately that I thought this was going to be a problem, not because I think Mike Rich is racist because I don't, uh, but just because, in particularly in the South, I think you just got to have the, you got to have a little more self awareness. Yeah. To not even bring. And that's that up. just him seeing something he thought gave him a chuckle yeah. and and. It, it's like instant. And, you know? and, and, and quite honestly, I think if he tweets that at Washington, yeah, it probably, probably doesn't get the no, reaction. Doesn't do anything like that. No, no question. In the state of Washington. But, no question. But here it did. And, and I'm, I'm with you. And I'm with Aaron Brule. Um, this, to me, seems like a situation where I don't want to say Fabian Levitt was looking for a good excuse because I don't know if this was a good excuse. But right. he was kind of, well, may have had his eyes looking anywhere. Go, go back and, to and his this, recruitment. This gave an... Where a, a chance to where he was committed to state, then he decommitted at the, like the, what was it the night before signing day or something like that, and it's just been sort of obvious with him and I think with his family that they were never completely sold on Mississippi State. Um, you know, you look at what the dad has said about I, I pushed him to Mississippi State, and I don't know if you know that jibes with what I know about his recruitment and what I know about you know if if you were sold on Mississippi State from the beginning, why decommit? You know, and. So I don't know. I, if he wants to go, it, it's, it's a blow for State's depth chart. Love it's a good player. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say that if you – what do I always say? If somebody really wants to go, let them go. Because you're not doing any good, you know, keeping them around. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to go somewhere else, that's fine. I think he'll be a contributor wherever he goes. He's a good player. But that just sort of is what it is. But it, it feels like people are going to move away. I will say this, and if you all want to get mad at me, you can but if you're one of these people tweeting at players about how they're wrong, and stop, 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 <laughs> right? Either that, or just don't be surprised when those tweets show up at Alabama and Ole Miss when they're oh look at how the MSU fans uh, reacted to uh, some of their players. You know, you, sure you want to go there? You know, don't. That's what's happened. That's what's going to happen. A lot of you guys. Who have tweeted at players? That's going to end up you, you're going to be made famous by some recruits. They're going to say, "Oh, I saw those tweets from the MSU fans." And same thing with message boards. I'm not saying you can't have your opinion, but have your opinion. Don't try and put your opinion on somebody else, especially somebody who isn't like you. Yeah. So that's all do, I'm going to say you, about that. Do you think whether it's this year or future years, mm-hmm. does this have any lasting effects at all? <sighs> Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I. I Will will one or two recruits be swayed by it? Probably so, but I mean, 
is it going to be like a scarlet letter on Mike Leach? No, I don't think so. And like I said, if 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 we were back to football, if we were in the middle of the regular spring, it would already be done. I think. I think most people, by and large, and, and maybe I'm wrong for saying, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I think most people, black, white, whoever, can look at that mm-hmm. with an open mind mm-hmm. and see that, he that there was. And Brule, I think, yeah. said it in his tweet. That, yeah. Was it that, stupid? It was a stupid yes. Yes. Was it racist? No, no. Not at all. Not at all. Um. So. Yeah. So you know, is one of those I mean, deals where you it, almost have to chalk it up as a as like a learning experience. Like Mike Leach learned something about the South and about the culture and about the people of the South by doing this. Yeah. And and, and so we let probably, him learn from that mistake. And we've probably all at some point in our lives. Some more than others. Some people have more of a filter than others, but tweeted or Not about me. tweeted something and, 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 and said, you know what? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Uh, might better not. You think and, that's and happened? I, I think that, like In you this said, room? <laughs> maybe. All right. Uh, I think maybe by doing this, I think Mike Leach will continue to be Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. But I think there will be a little bit more of a, a restraint restraint yeah. on anything that might be like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna, even going to say controversial because I feel like Mike Leach has always been controversial. Uh, he'll, he'll, bring bit. he'll bring something up, whether it's politics but, or something. But not but, that. But I think that That's that may be. That, that, we'll see. It. When people make mistakes, you got to let them learn from their mistakes. Not every mistake requires, okay, we have to kill this guy. Yeah. And Mike, Mike Leach is maybe a lot of things, quirky, right. whatever, but he's not an idiot. All right. So at, at the end of the day, the people who are calling for Mike Leach to like step down are people who don't matter to Mississippi State decision makers. You know, that's the, the, there's no influential booster right now saying I'm not going to give more money if you don't fire Mike Leach. I promise you that. If he was fired or had to step down over that, that'd be the dumbest thing I ever saw. It, it would be up there. It would be up there. I mean, you know, made a mistake. It's a bad mistake, but let him live from it. So I don't. Know, maybe even bad mistake is. Str- it's, it's, it's a bad mistake. I mean, it, it, you can't do it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's I, a mistake made out, and I'm not calling Mike Leach ignorant, but it's a mistake made out of out ignorance. Out of ignorance, yeah. That's that, fair. That, that's, that's what happened here. That he, ignorance he, to the surroundings and how that would be perceived in the exactly, South. Yes. Exactly, exactly. I guarantee, and this is the last thing we'll say, I guarantee that when he hit tweet, he didn't think about anything except that's kind of funny. That is literally what went through. That's kind of funny. Retweet. Yeah. And me, born and bred in the South, even though a white guy. Yeah. Sent it immediately and said, "This is going to cause him issues." Yeah, I mean, because it's it's a difference in where we've been our whole yeah, lives. Yeah, and yeah, and, and you being a little younger than me, because I at first I didn't even think about that, and then as soon as you said it, I was like, "Okay, I see what he's saying," but I don't think people take it that way. Well, I was wrong; people took it that way, and so we move on from there. All right, speaking of moving on, let's get into the uh, greatest bulldog bracket. Uh, we are we are two full regions uh, into the second round. Then this course is brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. We want to remind you that if you've got to be quarantined, you might as well do it with a great steak, some great burgers, a delicious mouth-watering, melt-in-your-mouth pot roast. They've got all that taken care of over there. They've got the whole meal taken care of there. You can go over there, get your steaks, get some twice-baked potatoes, get some tamales. They've got it all at Welcome Home Beef. They'll bring it right out to your car if you call them at 662-418-2021 or if you reach them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. They will bring it right out to you. The social distance will be met. And then you can just, the only distance you need to keep from there is that from away from that hot grill. Don't burn yourself when you're cooking up that incredible steak, <coughs> excuse me, later on uh, this week. So, again, 418 
2021 or facebook.com slash welcome home beef get yourself some delicious beef why should you do that joel because it just tastes good <coughs> hey is fox sports one telecasting a, a nascar race that is taking place via video game like are they are they, they broadcasting have, a yes. video game of yes. a race and it, it, they, i think i believe it's nascar drivers playing the video game I'm all in for that. Like, if they want to get some they, guys they, on MLB done, Network they did and get an, them to play the show or something. They did an NBA game like that. They did, they've done some NBA Have, 2K. I'd watch. I, I would watch. I'd watch Madden. Yeah. You, you're going to get I'd any NFL guys playing Madden? Yeah. Oh, watch the show? You yeah. want to get me, I, I mean, I don't know who, Bryce Harper versus whoever playing playing the show? I'll watch that. Shouldn't you get guys who are actually in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. It's Bryce Harper. Okay. All right. All right, it's, it's uh, bracket time. Let's look at last week's or the last uh, weekend's matchups and who has moved on. Uh, we got mainly chalk here. Uh, our closest one seat, so, well, we've only been one, but still. Uh, Rafael Palmero gets a 90% of the vote win over Ali McDonald. Really cool moment, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but uh, Ali McDonald said something when I tagged her in the tweet. She said, I, well, I'm going to go ahead and, and concede. Rafael Palmero doesn't know who I am. Palmero immediately tweeted back at her and said, "Hey, I know who you are. You know, you don't have to sit down. You don't have to take a seat. I'm, I'm honored." So I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, the only upset, and if you want to call it that, Mitch Moreland goes over uh, Dee Dee Lewis, fifty-eight percent of the vote to Mitch Moreland. Uh, Latoya Thomas does in fact advance over Desenzo Miller, fifty-four percent of the vote to Latoya, and Bobby Thigpen with a big win over Walt Harris, eighty-two percent. So the uh, the what is that? The lead? No, that's the uh, Drillfield bracket is as follows. Uh, we will have Rafael Palmero taking on Mitch Moreland in the next round, along with Latoya Thomas versus Bobby Thickpin. On the bottom half, Hunter Renfro and Anthony Dixon will take on will be against each other, and then Kent Hall and Jeff Malone. So what? One, nine, five, four, uh, six, three, ten, and two. No real upsets there. Let's move over to the Chapel of Memories bracket. We'll start over in the top half of the bracket with our third one seed that we've mentioned here, Bailey Howell, taking on uh, former MSU track national champion Brandon McBride. Again, McBride is another guy that deserved to be on the bracket, a national champion yeah, here. Yeah, another one of those guys that if you translated his track success into another sport right. somehow, yes. he would be like a one or two seed. Yeah, an Olympian. He has been in the Olympics. Finished 14th in the 800 meters uh, in the Brazil Olympics. 8th in the World Championships in London at 2017. Uh, in the NCAA. Uh, like I said, a couple of national champions. Is he MSU's greatest Canadian athlete? Does he take down Jacob Robson? I think so. I'm going to have to say so. Um, just a, a fantastic athlete. And a, a nice guy. I had him, I had him on a, a podcast we did before on, on Bulldog Sports Radio. Uh, just a really, really good guy. Justin Senior was Canadian. I'm still taking Brandon McBride. I'm still taking Brandon McBride, but Justin Senior had a decent career. Yeah, a good career. Sarantola, we'll see where that takes us. So, Uh, but he is up against Bailey Howe, who we all know and we all you know expect to to, to advance here. Uh, Basketball Hall of Famer, set records that cannot be broken. Average 27 points a game. Nobody in MSU will ever average that kind of points a game. Average, I think, 27 and 17. His senior year, nobody's ever going to touch that. Not even close. Would have played for national championship teams in a more enlightened time. Um, what, three SEC titles, I believe? Or maybe just two, because, of course, he played back when freshmen couldn't play. Um, without question, MSU's greatest basketball player of all time. A great Bulldog. His son-in-law. Well, you know, you can only do so much. But, Bailey, I mean, still around. Bailey Howell Drive is where the hump is. 
I, you can't get more MSU, a lot more MSU than, than Bailey Howell. He was Dak before Dak, I guess, a little bit. He had a run of MSU's most beloved athlete, probably, for about 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I, I mean, the the clash of the Titans in this tournament, if it gets there, is Bailey Howell versus, versus Dak. I mean... I don't think it's going to get to I that I don't know point. if it'll get to that point, yeah. but... Because... You know, a lot of the people voting on this didn't see Bailey Howell, and he's not. But, but by and large, I think for what they meant to MSU, if you could somehow, if everybody could have seen every era, mm-hmm. I think that are the two. That's the two titans here. Yeah. Um. Like, like you said, though, I, I don't know that it necessarily gets to that point because he may run into somebody that's beloved and more recent and and go down. But to me, in my mind, on on top of that Mississippi State Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. The first two names are Dak and Bailey Howell. I agree with that. I was I was wrong, by the way. Uh, Bailey Howell only won SEC championship, but both all three of his teams would have played in the NCAA tournament had they uh, been there. Two time first team All American. I was also wrong with someone else. He didn't do that as a senior. He averaged for his career twenty seven and seventeen. That's insane. Still holds the single. He's still MSU's leading scorer. Still MSU's leading rebounder. Single game records forty seven points. Still the, the highest ever, and the most rebounds in a game. You want to guess what it is? It's against LSU. 32. You weren't far off. 34. Really? 34 rebounds. That's, that's a good team number. <laughs> if you get 34 rebounds in a game, that's probably pretty good. You might win the rebounding battle. Uh, still holds the MSU record for single-game points scored, career scoring average, single-season and career free throws made, single-season and career free throws attempted, single-game free throw percentage, single-game rebounds, single-season rebounds, career rebounds, single-season and career rebounding averages. And then in the pros, averaged uh, basically a double-double, 18 19 points a game and 10 and 9.9 rebounds. Basketball Hall of Famer, college basketball Hall of Famer. I mean, he's got it all. So, big time, big time player. He will advance and do so uh, relatively uh, easily. Uh, looking over here now at our 8 9 matchup, this is an exciting one for me. Football versus basketball. Chris Jones, Super Bowl champion. Uh, if, if recruiting drama was how we set up this uh, bracket, he'd be, the, he'd be the runaway winner. Uh, he will take on Greg Carter, who as who has a better bulldog lineage than Greg Carter. All right, all SEC basketball player, then an assistant coach on some of MSU's most successful teams. Then his son becomes an, an SEC basketball player, and they are the only father son duo to both score a thousand points. SEC champion in 1991, NCAA tournament first states states first uh, tournament bid since 1963, only the second one all time. Chris Jones. What first team All SEC? Uh, he also is a he also won the uh, Chris Jones versus Robert Kimdiche debate. He won that. Yes, won it pretty convincingly uh, in the end. Um, part of this, you know, incredible lineage right now that MSU has of defensive linemen. You know, going back to Fletcher Cox and then Chris Jones and then Jeff Simmons and then we'll see who's next. Probably Nathan Pickering. Montez Sweat is in there as well. I think Christian is going to win this one pretty easily. I think he is too. I think that Super Bowl I, I win. Like, he's become like an ambassador for Mississippi yeah, State. I agree. Do you, do you feel like? I mean, this is going back to something you if said. We, a minute by ago. the way, if we were doing some some other kind of bracket, he might be number one. He's the only one. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know about anybody else, but his. I'm like, boy, that's be tough to you, beat. You have to be in consideration. Yeah. Um, uh, collegiately, just mm-hmm. consider their college career. Yeah. You think Chris Jones top Kim Diche there? Yes. Yes. I think if you look at Kim Diche, a lot we, there was a lot of, and I was guilty of this too, of like, well, he doesn't have the stats, you know, 
But he, what he does, you know, and he had some big games, but I think game in and game out, Chris Jones was just more consistent than him, you know. But at the end of the day, you got to take the whole thing into account. Yeah. And, you know, one guy was motivated to become the best and one guy wasn't. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. So that's your 8-9 matchup, Chris Jones versus Greg Carter. I agree with you, though. I think I think Chris Jones probably – I love some Greg Carter, but I think Chris Jones probably rolls on here. Yeah, unless pretty, we pretty get a easily. huge Starkville presence here. May, may. What, three-time state champion at Starkville High School, too. So uh, the 4-13 matchup here, former another great bas- basketball player for MSU, Lawrence Roberts, SEC Player of the Year, first-team All-American, uh, led MSU to its last SEC championship in basketball. Uh, one of the, the greatest basketball players MSU's ever had. He only a two-year career, uh, but just a fantastic, fantastic basketball player. Matched up against Montez Sweat, another guy, two-year career. I, di- I didn't do that on purpose, but it just sort of pan- planned, panned out that way. Uh, led the SEC in sacks as a junior. First-round draft choice of the Washington Redskins. Two-time All-SEC. I believe he was an All-American. Uh, two bowl games, part of that MSU defense that was the number one defense in the country, this is this has upset potential on it. Yeah, it does. This is another one that's going to get Brandon Walker riled up. Just go ahead and prepare you, Brandon. If you're listening, you're going to be riled up on this one. I can I can feel it already. Is it who, who's Brandon going to favor here? Lawrence Roberts. Lawrence Roberts. Lawrence Roberts is the SEC Player of the Year and an All American. Montez Sweat was a good football player, but his from a resume standpoint, they don't compare. Lawrence okay. Roberts far far superior. And on top of that, Lawrence Roberts won an SEC championship. And and Montez Sweat, you know, not that it's the same thing, but he didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, Lawrence Roberts, I think, finished second in the National Player of the Year voting to uh, Jameer Nelson, was just as a junior, just an incredible basketball player. So, yeah, Lawrence Roberts should win this, but I bet Montez Sweat wins. I think this is going to be one of those really close ones, like 52-48. You don't think so? It's going to be like 60-40 Montez. Really? I think so. Is that just more of that recency? Well, I mean, I'm just looking. At the, I'm just looking at the bracket. I mean, I'm looking at how how easily Hunter Renfro uh, beat JJ Johnson. I'm looking at how easily uh, Ethan Small beat Dante Jones. Now, granted, it's, it's 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 just not the same. But basketball, basketball just just not getting the love in this. You yeah. Know? So, you know, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, it's it's Montez wins this one. Five twelve. Do we have another upset? We don't have had a five twelve upset yet. So. We, Every time the NCAA tournament happens, you get a 5-12. Will we get one in this? I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Morgan William is our five seed here, taking on Jarius Norwood. Jarius Norwood, we'll start with the 12. No, we're not getting a 5-12 upset here. You think Morgan William's going to win? Yes. Okay. I think you're right, but we'll see. Norwood, I, I'm willing to say, is the second greatest running back in MSU history. Um, and here's the thing. I love Anthony Dixon. If Norwood had gotten one year with Dan Mullen's offense... He would have rushed for about 2,200 yards. He would have rushed for like Barry Sanders kind of numbers. Um, I mean, I always – this is one of my great what-ifs, right? Because if you're Mississippi State, you can take chances, right? And you, and you sort of took one with Moorhead and it didn't pan out. But from a resume standpoint, there was, there was no flaws with that hire. You go back to 2004, you probably couldn't get Urban Meyer, right? He's a year away from taking the Florida job. He's probably looking at – you know, he's probably thinks, I can hold out one more year at this Utah job. And, and get a big job. But what if you say, well, what about his offensive coordinator? Go what ahead. if he hired Dan Mullen in 2004? Go ahead and jump ahead five years. Yeah, I mean, so what? He would have been 34, something like that, at that time. So been a really young coach. But, it, you know, obviously, you know, had the uh, the resume at that point to be Mississippi State's head coach anyway. 
And then you you telling me that in year one, with Dan Mullen in his offense, with Omar Connor and Jarius Norwood, that's a bowl team. It just is. So Norwood, I, I the thing I've always said about him in the past is, you know, he was in college football at the same time as Reggie Bush, and if you switched them, I think they would have had the same careers. Nor Bush would have been a really good running back for Mississippi State because he was just that talented, but Norwood could have won a Heisman Trophy at USC. Yeah. He 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 rushed for all those yards in the worst offensive system in the world. Yeah. So and I, I'm I'm a fan for for J Rock. I'm, I'm a big oh I, I am too. I just think I'm that, a Mark. I just think that people are going to see Morgan William exactly. and see slaying UConn. Yeah, we vote. talked about it last week. <laughs> Morgan William. In my opinion, is the possessor of the greatest sports moment. You get to pick a moment. Morgan Williams' shot to beat UConn is probably number one on that list. Um, you know, it's it's it is in the same category as McNamee and Burke Masters. Uh, maybe Dax running against LSU, although that doesn't have the same sort of you know gravitas of what what it meant. Um, but on top of that, you're talking about a you know I think she's an All SEC player and a, a player that you know. Played in two national championship games, uh, won an SEC championship. Um, great ambassador for MSU. Has just has you know part of that incredible you know group that that made MSU bas- women's basketball into what it is today. Um, but I agree, you know, the, especially you think about it, this happened last week, three years ago. We talked to Dominic Dillingham about it on Friday. That that shot is it's still fresh in everybody's mind. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I think Morgan Williams. I think we're gonna have. We're going to have our first big upset here. I think Montez Sweat's going to win, but then the rest of them, I think Chalk will hold. Yeah, I agree with you. But we'll see what happens there. All right, so those polls will be up very shortly. Uh, or They should be up by the time you're listening, actually. And uh, you can vote in those. The voting will run through Wednesday afternoon, and then Joel and I will be back on Thursday with uh, the results, and we'll go to the bottom half of the Chapel of Memories region. This week on the show, we've got some more interviews lined up to get you guys uh, to talk about some classic games. Um, what are we going to theme the rumblings this week? You want to do movies? You I don't. What? I don't mind. You know but what? Your, your I got, knowledge I got, of movies. I got a better idea. Be I got a better idea. I'm going to make a more Joel centric rumblings, baseball rumblings, only baseball questions. <laughs> I am all college in for that. pro. Yeah, baseball, video games, the Nash, the show. Yeah, the national pastime of rumblings is going to be this week. I couldn't have picked a better one. There you go. I, that's, that's for you. That's that's from me you. to you. Thank you. So, My birthday's not till June, but hey. well, I can't take you for a steak this year. I mean, I guess I could. If hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I don't know. Guys, stay safe. Stay home. Don't go places you don't have to go. Please. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow for another edition of Thunder and Lightning. For Joel T. Coleman, this is Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Self-high five. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.